1: Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast, by the fans, for the fans. We're at Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Test Daily Podcast. It's the final day of the Test Series, as it's turned out, because India have sealed a victory today by an innings and 25 runs. They have qualified for the World Test Championship final in England in June, and they will take on New Zealand in that showpiece event, the first one of its kind. Um, I'm joined today by Anand Bika, Ash Turner and Nakul Pandey. And it's only right, I think, today, gentlemen, that we start off with Anand, the victory. Victorious Indian fan. That was a, a very comprehensive win in the end, really, and wasn't
3: it? Certainly think it was comprehensive win. However, England did have their moments. I thought even in this match, I mean, before Pant and uh, Asunder started going, England certainly were in the match, weren't they? So I think there were certainly moments where England could come in. There were at least two two tests where England were going back and forth. Uh, obviously, the, the Chennai and the, the Red Ball tests were sort of, I think, very much geared towards India. So a uh, comprehensive win and really excellent performance uh, part of it really by the bowling and I think English spinners obviously couldn't keep up with what uh, Akshar and Ashwin did. Great win and I think India certainly deserve getting to the World uh, Test Championship with the performance they've put in.
2: Two men I want to talk about with you Anans. The first one is the little fellow behind the sticks who was rather marvellous yesterday with his 101. Over the last three, three or four years when he when he's come into the IPL really he's turned into one of my favourite players because he's capable
3: of doing anything isn't he? Yeah the kind of talent that Rishabh Panth has is, is almost unbelievable believable and i know that there are a lot of people who have been banging on about how good punt is but if we even go back to the start of the Aussie series just one test series ago there was a lot of criticism can punt really play can he keep you know is he really should he really be part of the team but he has shown in pretty much every test he's been an integral part of the team and has contributed we saw in the first test i think he got some runs i think it was 90 odd in the first test he had a 50 odd in the second test and in the last test again he got 100 so he's done very well but what's really surprising is when you saw Punt keep back in the day to spin he didn't look very good but right now he has just improved leaps and bounds and it feels like there's improvement in every test Punt has that potential you know till now we have talked about Dhoni being the best test keeper that India's produced. Punt has that potential to easily go about that and you know there's been a lot of comparisons about Punt and Gilchrist. They might be apt at this point.
2: Ravi Ashwin's the other guy, guy I want to speak to about today because he's the man of the series um, officially. Axel Patel can't have been far behind him. He played uh, a test much less didn't he in the end and I think if he'd carried on at the same rate he'd probably taken over um, Ravi Ashwin's wicket-taking haul but Ashwin with his century as well you know as an England batsman you see him come on to bowl he's just a bit of a. he's a master of his craft isn't
3: he based on the spinners that I've seen and you know I certainly didn't see any of Beatty and Chandrasekhar but who I did see was Kumble and I always thought Kumble was the best Indian spinner I'd ever seen Ashwin right now to me has kind of surpassed Kumble he may or may not get to the 619 wickets that Kumble has there is Guile He gets the ball to drift. He gets the ball to spin. He's such a smart bowler. We have seen Ashwin progress over the years. Matter of fact, one of the key things was Ashwin sort of similar to Anderson in some ways, because people always say, well, he plays well at India, which is true. He does play well at India as Anderson does in England. However, Ashwin over the last five years, I think averages 27 in away tests. He has done well in England. He has done well in Australia. He has done well when he goes overseas as well. And now you're seeing how good he is in India. Key parallel to me, I almost draw, is the last test series India lost was against England in 2012. And Ashwin was there. And he got pretty much Swan and Panas are both better than him. And you just see the difference that has happened since Mm. then. He used to try a lot of things. He still tries a lot of things. However, now he's able to execute them. He's got more body in there. He's, He's really able to do a lot of things. Over the last few years, I don't think there's a better spinner in the world than Ashwin. And if you even look at the figures, I think Lion, Ashwin, over the last five years, has taken 230 wickets overall. Lion's next best with 204 wickets. And, you know, Jadeja is right there. So between Jadeja and Ashwin, they're usually at the top. But how good has Ashwin been? He is on track right now I think he's the fourth mo- he's taken the fourth most wickets in Indian history he's right behind Harbhajan, but uh, I think he's a much much better bowler than Harbhajan. and I think really he has a chance to go down in history in Indian history as being one of the best bowlers ever
2: the, the two guys seem to me I mean Virat Kohli said earlier on in the series that he was amazed how much work Rishabh Pant was putting in in Australia he, he's obviously recognised Rishabh Pan that he needs to be better needs to be fitter needs to be leaner needs to be better behind the sticks but he's also grown up a little bit I mean that's. that's recognizing that in the first place is part of growing up isn't it but he seems to read the match situation so much better as well you know everything he did in that 101 related to the match situation he upped the ante when he felt he could he played cautiously when he felt he had to
3: yeah and you know there was some criticism around Punt doing this much better. I think Shastri and Kohli had previously come out and said that, that Punt needs to play according to the situation. And I think he absolutely is. So when you look at even yesterday's innings, he was 50 off 80 odd or 90 odd, I think. He was 55, 91 balls. And then suddenly in 10 balls or 20 balls, he was close to 100. So the way he bats has changed. I think he's much more sure of his game, much more sure of his defense. He knows what he can do and what he doesn't have to do. And I think this is making him such a, a much better player than what he was earlier. The ability to take on that pressure, to play with some poise, figure out how you're going to counter uh, some of this high-quality bowling, I think uh, has just gotten better with time. I'm really excited to see what he actually does in the future, because uh, this could be another great Indian talent that's emerging. Well, if
2: he does that a few more times, he's going to be worth watching, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Anand, very happy um, Indian Badger to date. 3-1 series victors the Indians today over England. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger, giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between two point zero nine to £2.11. Butterfly, willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door, knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win... That cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer. We need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore Badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player Scored a double century for England in the current India versus England Test Match Series. Send that answer and your name and address to James at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at Black rat cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one-day game in this current India versus England series. <laughs> BlackRatCricket.com. Handmade English Willow Bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0 to 4. Starter kit all the way to pro-level kits They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with BlackRat Cricket. Um, let's move across to the other side of it. Ash, our England Badger, not quite so good, was it, really? <laughs> After that first Test match where they scored runs on, admittedly, a fairly flat track, England just got bamboozled by the spinners, didn't they?
1: Yeah, as soon as it, it changed to actually spin being key, I think that's where everything went went wrong. And I think it really was that simple. We, we didn't bat well against the spin. I think you could say root batted well in the first First game, we say it was a flat pitch, there wasn't much spin on offer. Other than little cameos and probably Dan Lawrence in this last last game and Stokes for probably an hour, no one batted well against the spin. And then when it comes down to it, we only had one good spinner. You would you would say one who was consistent and it wasn't very, very loose. And at the end of the day, you can't go to India and expect to, to win more than one game when, when you, you can't bat well against spin and you haven't even got particularly good spinners yourselves. I'm
2: gonna sound really harsh here, but I actually really wasn't that impressed with Jack Leach in this series either. I think he got made to look very good by his partners at times um, I thought Moen Ali was poor in the one test he played and was flattered by his eight wickets and I thought Don Bess as has been well documented as he's lost confidence and has been very hit and miss hasn't he you know even Jack Leach I think has been far looser than Ashwin and Naxar you know the lengths he's bold and the speed he's bold, etc it's uh, allowed the Indians to combat him relatively easily in, in in many cases England have just been completely outspun Ash
1: yeah definitely I, I think Leach is a good spinner get me wrong. and I think he's the best English spinner and probably the best English spinner in the last few years really but that doesn't mean he's anywhere near to the level of, of, of Ashwin or even Axar Patel and that, that was also the issue not only are our spinners not anything to particularly write home about but then you're facing well you're facing Ashwin who's probably the best spinner in the world and then you're thinking you know, oh we might get away with it because Jadeja isn't fit and isn't available to play and then Axar Pitalopi isn't. Yeah, they, they, well, bring
2: in, they bring in another superstar. Not, it's not fair, <laughs> is it? They've got, got a production line of them going on. They're just coming out of the IPL and then starring in Test Cricket as well. The, the other thing, Ash, is you look at the, the eyes of the batsmen. You look at the England eyes when they're facing Ash, when they're facing Axar. It's a matter of time, isn't it? You're kind of just waiting for them to get out.
1: Yeah, that's, I think, the real issue. is you say, Leach, as good as he is and as threatening as some of his balls may be, Say, there's still times whereby you think, you know the Indian batsmen are going to get through it whereas I don't think that was ever the case for England and I think that's maybe as much a mindset thing for England I think we often looked like we were just waiting for the moment that we got out instead of trying to be positive and believing we could do well and then as you say I think Leach as good as he is he isn't up to the level of Ashwin and Axor. their variations I think is the difference I think Leach he bowls a couple of good balls really well but that's all he's got he's got a couple of of balls and it's more natural variation you look at Ashwin and the variation and different balls that he can use was was the real difference the same with Axar Patel the fact that he could spin one almost square and then the next ball looked more or less the same on the exact same spot and yet he he could get it to skid straight on whether that was the pitch whether that was his skill it was a a massive difference maker because we couldn't do it so I, I would dare say it is probably more skill
2: Nackle, bring you in as the more independent view on this. Um, From an England perspective, Nackle, if we're going to try and clutch at the positives from this series, the likes of Ollie Pope, Zach Crawley, Dan Lawrence, you know, even Don Bess... Jack Leach, maybe next time round. The next time they go to a spinning country, whether it's India, Bangladesh,
0: wherever. You'd hope that they've learned a bit from the last few weeks, wouldn't you? You would have to learn something uh from this and and take it as a as a necessary lesson to upskill. I think you're being a little bit harsh on, on Jack Leach, incidentally. I think he bowled very tightly and he looked to have a, a good deal of control over his game, and what obviously he was having to do a lot more work than he might have been, because of the fact that Moen was taking wickets but expensively and the fact that Don Bess was visibly sagging in confidence to towards the end of the uh, as the tour went on so he was having to do a huge amount of work by himself whereas uh, uh, even India's seamers who weren't used that much were able to keep it tight and obviously Akshra had Ashwin at the other end so it's uh, uh, and, and more other way around in, in whichever way you want to look at it so it's a it's a much different case uh, you know comparing comparing Leech to Ashwin I think is a is a very very high bar so I'm not sure it's an entirely fair comparison. Uh, I do wonder though if this is the the kind of tour that can cast a pall over a player Player's career I mean Ollie Pope I mean today's innings is a, is a great example actually he was almost emblematic in the in this sort of journalistic rush to look for symbols that we all have of how England's game plan against spin had deteriorated completely from the first test and from the two previous successful Sri Lanka tours because he was so frenetic he was he'd gone from completely strokeless and just prodding hopefully from the crease to uswin to trying to hit almost every ball for four and not even really committing to those shots he was playing these these reverse sweeps and, and sweeps where the bat wasn't coming through properly he wasn't he was sort of hacking hopefully at the ball and then he it was almost a mercy killing uh, when when he eventually got out and you know ollie pope is a fine player who uh, or could be a very fine player and he uses his feet very well but he's got a hell of a lot to learn zach crawley and dom sibley were good in patches but also both struggled starting against spin as they did to some extent in, well, uh, in Crawley's uh, case, significantly in in Sri Lanka, both of them were were trying to to play their natural, to play their usual game of very much being quite leg side dominant, and but were playing from the crease. They weren't really able to get back or forward particularly. Crawley tried a couple of times and and wasn't really able to able to do it. Uh, Sibley's eighty in the first test, I think, was vital, but uh, but wasn't able to perform uh, for the rest of it. And again, Dominic Bess, it, it was quite hard to watch actually yeah. at times yeah. it was quite hard to watch him bowl it was I felt very sorry for him which is not how you want to feel for he uh, was he was really Really exposed, wasn't he? Because it's obviously been very public the
2: mowing situation, the fact that England had lost confidence, the fact that he's probably lost confidence a little bit in himself as well. And then he's out there trying to trying. You could see it in his eyes. He was really trying to make something happen. But when he saw the six sail over his head, he just kind of stared down at the dirt, and you just felt like wrapping your arm around him and giving him the cuddle, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I do. And you know, he got brought on today when the game was the game was not dead this morning. I mean, India only started trailing, leading by eighty nine runs. I mean, despite even after the astonishing Risha Pont innings yesterday I I went to a meeting I went into a meeting when he was on 40 came back out an hour and a half later and was, <laughs> looked at the scorecard and was had to sort of rub my eyes over a little bit to make sure I wasn't imagining it um, but even after he and Washington um, batted so well there was a chance of England you know keeping vaguely competitive in the game but that just that completely dissipated this morning and Don Bess got, you know, he started the morning. He, it's Joe Root very clearly saying, right, you're in this team. We're going to try and get you to do what you do and what you've done to get yourself into this team. I, I, then- I
2: thought that was a really good move from Joe Root. And I think it showed the right things to the public. It lasted
0: 12 balls, didn't it? Well, that's exactly the point, is that is it became untenable very quickly. It, it, it's a very difficult situation to, to be in. And, you know, we saw it yesterday. Don Bess wasn't able to bowl. Uh, as much as Joe Root wanted him to, England were already a bowler down because of the selection, which meant that India, England were essentially going in with three bowlers, one of whom was ill, and two of whom by the end were absolutely knackered. And then Rishabh Panther just kind of broke the, bro- just broke everything apart. And he he, bro- he England- broke
2: he broke the fitness levels, he broke the resolve, and he broke totally broke the spirit, and he he broke the series completely open for India, didn't he? <laughs> Obviously, we've we've said for a long time now, this is a very busy year, 17 Test matches in the year. We've already had six of those. England have got to kind of almost put that to one side now, haven't they? Because it's kind of back to England, different conditions. On home soil, you'd think they'd start as favourites in each series. They've got to kind of get rid of that mental baggage because that's going to weigh heavily, that 3-1 defeat.
1: Yeah, I think that's it, it's key that we they don't almost sort of worry about that too much. I know it's it's hard to, but they've got to look at it and say, look, it's different conditions against such a good team, let's forget about it, let's look ahead. It at the summer it's gonna be yes, we've got to play India, but totally can different conditions and we should back ourselves at home. Whether that's it's as easy as that is a complete another matter. The, the only hope can be is that now you would like to think that having seen quite a few players over the last few weeks, they should hopefully know. What their eleven is more or less going to be. Obviously, there might be the odd change, bowling wise, depending on the pitch. But they've they've got to now get a settled lineup and go and go with it for me. And, and but the players that they think are the, are the ones
2: in terms of Joe Root and his captaincy. Ash, it's difficult, isn't it? When you're an England captain and you're you're in those sort of conditions. I mean, I, I don't think you can criticise his game because he scored more runs than anybody. So uh, you know, Sri Lanka through to India, he's been head and shoulders above with the bat. And even when he's failed, he's Better than everybody else, but as a captain, any any comments on that, positive or negative?
1: I like Root as a captain, but I'm, I, I don't I don't think both management off the pitch, it seems, and on the pitch, he's got it right with Don Bess. I think there's clearly been some some issues there. Um, I guess there's much must come down to, I guess, Silverwood and Ed Smith, because obviously they're, they're also involved, but I don't think that's been perfect. You could say selection again involves him, and you could argue that's been far from perfect at times. We've been picking the wrong team for the, for the pitches we're playing on. In general, I, I, I like him as a captain. I don't think there's necessarily too many worries with him, and I don't see who would replace him anyway, To be, to be totally honest.
2: Well, I think the major candidate always used to be Rory Burns, but he's kind of fallen out of favour now as well, hasn't he? So there's nobody in the in the, waiting in the ranks really. Um, Knuckle, I made a comment on Twitter earlier about Virat Kohli caveat this with, I think he, I, he's one of my favourite players. I think he's one of, if not the best batsman in the world. And I think what he's done for India off the pitch in terms of fitness and in terms of their approach and in terms of getting that team together has been absolutely extraordinary. I still think on the pitch, he's a little bit reactionary rather than proactive. I think he doesn't follow his gut. Well, probably follow his, he follows his gut because he's very emotional, but I don't think he reads the game very well. I don't think he's ahead of the game. I think he kind of follows the game a little bit. And that would be my criticism of him. I got slaughtered on Twitter. I'm going to have to go into hiding. I think uh, with the amount of Indians that are after me. But can you see where I'm coming from with that?
0: There are different types of captain, right? He's not, uh, I mean, I was going to say not a brilliant. I mean, really is always the example that people come up with for very tactically astute captains or a Stephen Fleming. It's different when you have an attack this good, an attack with this much depth that... Pretty much in any conditions, even with a lot of injuries. I mean, remember Ravindra Jadeja didn't play at all in this series. Mohammed Shami didn't play at all in this series. Umesh Yadav didn't play at all in this series. Bhuvneshwar Kumar didn't play at all in this series. Bumrah only played two tests and was barely used in one of them. Ishant Sharma was only used intermittently. You know, Mohamed Siraj as well. And you know, that's basically India's entire bowling attack. You know, that's two two bowling attacks essentially worth of players not available or not used very much and it ended up not really mattering plus India's middle order basically didn't do a great deal apart from I think three two very good 50s for Rakkoli and one for Eugen uh, but even so when you have an attack this good you don't necessarily have to be always quite so ahead of the game you can afford to sit in a little bit more you can afford to you can afford to be a little bit more conventional and and just slow and strangle and strangulating and wait for the pressure to tell because you know that your bowl can deliver and that's very much what it is he's a uh, a captain seemingly very much built on setting a certain standard and setting a mentality and setting a, a game plan rather than someone who who will be you know coming up with great tactical innovations on the field uh, you know those even for those kinds of captains uh the ones who get um who get lionized you know those don't come off every time we remember the good ones obviously but uh you know nobody remembers when somebody puts in you know a short extra cover from gully and the ball then goes through gully uh you know people remember when you yeah. know somebody puts in a a short catching mid wicket and gets caught the next ball that's not all of those times a bowler would say to a captain would say to a bowler uh, you know something designed to rile them up and they'd Bold, just as they were were anyway. You know, yeah, you know, nothing any captain tries is gonna is gonna work. I don't think he's the the greatest of on field captains, but uh, but in terms of the whole package, uh, I think it 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 very clearly works. I, I think it was hilarious and insane in equal measure that people were semi seriously calling like to the point where Sky had an actual sort of debate about it, that uh, as to whether Ajinkya Rahane should take over as permanent test captain. I would
2: describe Virat Kohli as a leader rather than necessarily a a, a master tactician on the pitch. Would you, would you go down that route?
3: I think he's evolved quite a lot. So, when he first started test captaincy it certainly looked like you know there was a little bit of let's follow where the batsman hit the ball I think now it's sort of different I certainly see him much more calmer and this might be very hard to believe but he used to be much more animated back in the past just seeing how he's handled some of the players who have joined and Nakul just made the point about Siraj Sundar you know some of these newer players coming in and how he handles them I think that helps with the team dynamic I also think that you know when we when it comes down to tactics and things like that you know the use of leg slip uh, even in australia you know virat completely signed off on that and said that yes he does want that happening so there are quite a few things that he has changed and involved with I'm actually at this point I think he is he's one of the better captains that he has ever had obviously the quality of the team helps with that we have a really good team and from a test match perspective we have bowlers who can take 20 wickets so that that does certainly affects
2: well, I always I used to think with Ricky Ponting and Ricky Ponting is good tactically and he knows his game and this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek but yeah Ricky Ponting gets into a bit of a- pickle. Shane, you take one end, Glenn, you take the other. Half an hour later, you got it sorted, haven't you?
3: Yeah, pretty much, doesn't it? Uh With that quality of team that Ponting had, it, it certainly helped uh, helped his captaincy as well. And I think Virat certainly gets helped by that. But I do think the on-field has changed. And when he first started, you know, there's certainly a difference in how he manages team and his, the tactical now that he brings in now compared to back in the day. But really, and, and I think you touched on this a little earlier, the contribution to the team are also off the field. And that... That focus on fitness. That's where I
2: he's made them professional, hasn't he? He's made them properly professional and he's as you said, they they've set a standard and anybody that slips below that standard you've got to sort it out, haven't you?
3: Absolutely. And and if you just look at the focus on fitness now, and, and, and if you look at the current team, maybe, maybe just Rohit Sharma, you know, he's got he's to gotta keep on working on that. But pretty much everybody else is fit as a fiddle, right? So you see some of that. And then that focus on being aggressive. Virat's a very aggressive captain. Uh, there's usually close-in fielders. You're not going to see fielders spread out a lot. When we saw Dhoni play, Dhoni was all about, when Dhoni was captaining India, he was all about managing the conditions, trying to reduce the risk. I feel that Virat's on the other side of that. Uh, Again, helped by much better bowlers. But he's always being aggressive and is ready to lose a match. You know, he'll rather be aggressive and try to win the match. And if, if he loses in the in the meantime, it is what it is. So I, I think there is certainly a difference. And to me, he certainly evolved quite a bit.
2: I really like the way you mentioned it there. You know, the young players coming into the side. He seems to have a, a good bond with them. I, I mean, the way he dealt with Mohammed Siraj. And there's a few instances during the test match where you saw him, something having a little bit of a smile and you could see Siraj looking at him. And there seems to be quite, a, you know, a mutual respect there and a, and a little bit of love.
3: Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, when we think about some of the old stories from Indian cricket, you always hear of the seniors and the juniors who come in. And what that meant was just some of the more experienced folks certainly occupied a different sort of stature within the team. There was a different dynamic within the team. It feels like in with Kohli's time and certainly with Dhoni's time as well, very approachable. Now, this is not, to say that Tindulkar, the, the Dravid, the Gangolis weren't, but I think this is even going before that. So the team dynamic certainly has changed. And you see how much the kind of camaraderie that, that there is by even with Virat, with with some of these young players who have actually never played with him or ha- don't have a ton of experience with him. He certainly does back his players. I mean, we sort of saw that. We heard that after the first inning, uh, first day's play, that Siraj... T- you know, went up to Virat and said, I don't know. Stokes said something, and then you know, Virat got in with Stokes. So he's got that sort of, you know, hey, I got this big brother sort of attitude. Uh, you know, I think I think that sort of helps with any of those newcomers. So he's done a masterful job now.
2: Ash, looking at England moving forward now. Yeah, often after a series like this, three-one defeat, disappointing batting collapses, etc., you get. The media pining in, don't you? And you get the the little bit of a backlash. I saw Joe Root's face in that post-match interview and just looking down at the floor, wasn't he? There's was no, he just looks absolutely desperately sad about it all. I would suggest that because India is such a tough place to go to, and a lot of people were saying 4-0 before this, and the fact that they've actually got one test albeit on a flat track, and it's the wrong tour to actually make wholesale changes off the back
1: of. Ali Pope doesn't come bad overnight. People got ahead of themselves. We, we we won on a flat track, and that the toss was key. As I think a lot of us were saying before before the series started, it was going to be key. And yeah, I just think we've um, people seem to have got ahead of themselves, and I think it's almost helped out some of the pundits who quite like to get on top of uh, certain players and get on top of the selectors and use it as, as a stick to beat people with. I think. In reality, we all expected 4-0, so we shouldn't be happy with 3-1, because obviously we've lost, but there's still positives to be taken from it. And As you say, there's no need for wholesale changes. You might make one or two changes to the team. You might give Don Best a little bit of time now back with Yorkshire, a bit of time in the Red Bull. Johnny Birstow and Moeen Alley, you probably look at and say, that's probably the end of the Test career, really, based on based on their age and and how it's gone but other than that I don't think there's any need to look for wholesale changes whether Rory Burns is maybe another but again I think he'll still be in the squad because I think he's still within our top three opening batsmen currently so I don't, I don't think there's a need to go com- get completely worried but... you,
2: you look at Rory Burns though Ash and he's played 23 test matches the average is 30 maybe 35 is passable 40 is obviously good anything more than that you're getting into into very good territory but 30 is not good enough for an England opener is it?
1: It's not and again that's why for me I wouldn't be looking at Roy Baines. From now on, I'd be probably sticking with Sibley and Crawley and looking at who comes through this year in in the county championship. To be honest, And that would be where I would be looking. But I think he may get a bit more time just because of the next test coming June. You've got a couple of months of the season, but will anyone do enough to sort of almost take that backup spot for now? Possibly not. Again, he, he's another. I think look for me, I would be looking at and saying best probably. Although I like best, he's probably best now having a little bit of time.
2: They're only going to play a maximum of one spinner in in England aren't they and that's going to be
1: Jack Leach now isn't it yeah so that's it I don't see the point in keeping him in squads now I think now's the time at 23 to let him go and actually have some more red ball cricket some first class cricket and I think as you say then for me I'd be looking at Burns, Berstow and Alley, probably not looking at playing again because I don't think they suit the conditions as such and just aren't quite up to it and sadly in the end which is a shame because both moe and Johnny were up to it previously but I think maybe to do a lot. Of it's to do with the focus on white ball. Sadly, it's just not happened for him in the last couple of years.
2: Knuckle, let's scroll on to that uh, first test match against New Zealand in the summer. What's your top six for England?
0: Yeah, I mean, with the obvious caveats of there's a lot of cricket to be played between now and then, even that that spoils the question, Knuckle. Come on, I know, I know, (laughs) I know i'm applying all those caveats i actually don't think that rory burns should be written off just yet it this is a historically tough period for opening batters everywhere particularly in england england is statistically by some margin the hardest place to open in the world and actually rory burns has done reasonably well in england he had a very yet a decent ashes series in 2019 he had a good series against the west indies and then had a bad series against pakistan uh so that's in, that's in 2020 i think that burns sibley and crawley has the makings of a quite a decent top three certainly in england there's two questions in do, are you now reserving joss butler purely for white ball cricket or are you going on the fact that he's made actually quite significant contributions with the bat in test cricket recently i mean that's a that's a that's an interesting question between him and ben folks and then do you go with dan lawrence or ollie pope lower down the order at, at that number six slot there's a certain amount of auditioning to be done in the county championship between between both of those two and i think that's quite an interesting one but I, what i would probably go for is uh is burns sibley crawley Root Stokes, I'm shading Lawrence, and... I have a feeling they're going to stick with Butler um, because he has actually. I think it would be a weird time now to drop him for good, given that, or not for good, but to say that uh, he's not first choice, given that actually this has been his best period in Test cricket. Um, I was
2: going to say, Knuckle, I've, I've been been anti Joss Butler in the Test team for quite some time. He's actually just convinced me that he's worth the shirts. So we can't drop him now. I've just come on side, but the, there is the debate with Joss Butler between seven and six because you know there's so many. I mean, I was going to say so many good batsmen. That's not necessarily totally true at the moment, is it? But so many contenders for that top. Top six, top six berths in the England lineup that he naturally fits in at number seven as the keeper batsman. But you look at Josh Butler in terms of his Test career, where he's had most success. He's actually got a fairly ordinary
0: record at every other number in the order apart from number six. He averages fifty two at six. He does. I mean, that was, he was batting for a time as a specialist batter with with someone else taking the gloves. Um, there, there, he also had the gloves at quite a few of those occasions at six too. Oh, that will be yes, because, because again, you were England wanting to play the extra bowler off and the extra spinner. Um, actually, so that so it's a slightly odd. Set of circumstances I mean in theory I suppose he could bat six and somebody like Sam Curran or Chris Wokes could bat seven but um, I think that England will want as much batting in the side as possible um, th- this summer given the quality of the ta- of the attacks they'll be facing those two test series against New Zealand and against India so I would imagine it will be it'll be seven and, and you go with it and you and you bat your, your top six and then you know Leach is the spinner and then you know pick out the hat from Woke you know sort of you bracket Wokes and Curran together and you bracket Archer and Stone together and maybe you you bracket Broughton and Anderson together or maybe sometimes they both play I mean there's a lot of fast bowling resources that yeah. England have um, to, to pick from and all of whom have been have been excellent and um, um, you know Archer had a decent series I mean he would have played this test match I think had he been had he been fit and certainly he showed periods where he ruffled India a little bit. And he's a, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Jofra Archer. Wokes has been phenomenal in England over the last few years. Anderson's been almost unplayable at times in England over the last three or four years. Stuart Broad has been has been superb. Ollie Stone was very impressive in the one test he did play on this tour. I like tour. him. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like there. Mark Wood has probably slipped down the order. Sam Curran, you know, uh, has, uh, again, has done very well in England. So there's, so uh, there'll be a lot, and there'll be, you know, there will be rest periods, there'll be rotation periods there'll be uh, considerations of white ball cricket you know the t20 world cup is a big deal i don't care what people say about you know shouldn't be prioritizing it It has to be a priority and england didn't become a good white ball team by treating test cricket everything and as the only thing and everything else is an afterthought it would be um, and they're not going to change that now but that would be my that would be my my top six of uh, of burns sibley crawley root stokes and lawrence which is a little bit harsh on Ollie Pope, but I think that that's that's where I'd go. Uh, um, as, the chairman, as the chairman,
2: as the chairman of selectors, um, I'm not letting you have that because you're not going to pick a team without that Ollie Pope in it. I think he is the the new Messiah. He's just had a bad time, and they need to get him polished back up and get him back out there. I actually want to see both Pope and Lawrence in. Because I, I think Lawrence, is, I, I agree with you. I think Lawrence has done more than enough to impress over the last few weeks. I think he looks as if he's got it between the ears, as well as got the uh, the technique as well. He looks like he's enjoying it when he's out there. He's enjoying the battle rather than actually being phased by it. Looks like he's enjoying it. And that's a that's a big thing. Your mentality in that kind of situation is a big, big thing. But I will tell you what, guys, we've come to the end of the series. It's finished a, a couple of days early than we when we thought it might do, we're going to turn our attention as we move forward to the white ball stuff that's to follow. And we'll have that debate and I, call, I think about the prioritising the, the World T20, whether that's the right thing or not, as one of our intervening um, podcasts as we go through the next few days. But congratulations, Anand, and all of the Indian badges. Commiserations to the England badges out there. Thank you for listening as we've gone through this Test Match series. Just Test Cricket is fantastic, isn't it? don't care who wins it. India are a brilliant side and, in my opinion, they were always going to win this series. they had. Shoulders above England in those conditions. Going to be interesting to see what happens when they come into England in the summer. I think that might be quite tasty with uh, Vera against Joe Root, but on English soil. Thank you to everybody out there for listening. Stay with us because we're going to go through the White Ball series as well, all the way through to the end of March. I've been James the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.